Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 154 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hope you're well and having a great day. Now, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you in on a little secret. I have recently opened my private coaching books for a limited number of people for 2023. And as a regular listener of the podcast, I wanted to let you know about that and give you a little insight if that is something that's of interest to you. So I've opened a limited number of places in the Power Boss program, which is for you if you want to master the mental game of being the boss in your business, whilst of course developing the practical skills to effectively manage your team. Now, no one gets into business for the love of people management. Most of us don't really actually know how to lead how to manage or what being a boss is about. If you are someone that has struggled with setting boundaries with your team, don't love the idea of having difficult conversations. If you feel like it's your job to constantly make your team happy all the time, and maybe you've even found yourself feeling like you want to pull your hair out or bang your head against a brick wall, the Power Boss coaching program is for you. This is a private coaching program where you get direct access to me as your coach and mentor for a 12-month period. Now, spaces are limited. So if this is of interest, just send me an email at hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. I check that email address personally. Um, Say you're interested in the Power Boss program and I'll get right back to you and we can chat about whether it's right for you. So let's get into today's episode. And today we are talking about mastering the mental game of being the boss. I have been working with hundreds, if not thousands of small business owners for more than 10 years now. Been doing this thing for this thing called HR for quite some time, almost 20 years in total. And what I've found to be true over and over again is we can learn the practical aspects. We can learn how to be compliant write the right documents, have policies, um, interview people, all those kind of things. We can learn those skills. We can sort of get through and get by. What tends to be most challenging is what I call the mental game of being the boss, the emotionally draining sometimes part of it, where you get up in your own head a lot and second guess yourself and need to be super resilient knowing when to have conversations and when not to have conversations, when to listen to your team, when to not listen to your team, that can be a bit harder. And I thought it was a good opportunity to chat about that on the podcast today. So I thought we should unpack why it's actually so important to understand the importance of this mental game of being a boss and why we should actually spend some time working on it. What are some of the biggest challenges I see other business owners and small business leaders face when it comes to this? And I want to give you three quick tips to help you start to master this mental game of being the boss. So let's get started with looking at why it's so important to understand this mental game of being a boss and and spend time working on it. 
If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I truly believe that you simply cannot have a business which gives you success by all the measures and any sense of freedom without people. It's why I created the People Powered Business Podcast. And I don't just mean any people, I mean the right team of people. So if you want a successful business that doesn't own your time 24-7, you need team. You need people. There's no two ways around it. And guess what? If you've got people in your business and it's your business, you're the boss. I have some clients and people that I work with that find that really, really hard to sit with and to own. I might have conversations with them that say, well, this is your business. Which direction do you want this to go in? And I'll say, oh, let's chat to the team. Let's see what the team think. Let's consult with the senior leaders. No, no. <laughs> you're the boss. And it's interesting that some people really love stepping into that power of being the boss and saying, okay, cool. Yeah, this is my business. This is how I'm going to run it. This is the direction we want to go in. These are the things I want to work on. And others really shy away from it and try and make every decision by consensus and nothing ever gets done. So if it's your business, you're the boss. Or if you've been handed the leadership role in particularly a small to medium-sized business, There's a certain amount of boss work you've got to do. This is often the case with businesses where the business owner knows that they hate the the, the people part. Uh, They just want to do their thing, their technical thing usually. And so they hire someone else to be the boss. And that might be you. You might be that general manager, operations manager, team leader, whatever your title is. Our boss skills They're the stuff that actually helps us get things done, motivate the team, get everyone on the bus and heading in the right direction. These are skills we've got to work on. No one gets into business because they love people management. We've often trained, studied, learnt the craft of whatever it is that we're great at over our careers or in a period of time. We've we've put some effort into being good at something, whether it's informally or formally. But there's this misconception that we have to figure the leadership part, the boss part out on our own through guesswork and trial and error. And I have this conversation constantly when people are looking to promote staff members into leadership roles. And I said, well, let's get them some leadership training. And I said, oh, we're not going to go down that expense. Uh, Yeah, you should, because this is not a skill that comes naturally that people just innately know how to do. Yeah, sure. Some people are better at it than others, but it's not a gift that everyone has. And if we're not going to train people on it, then um, how do we expect them to succeed? It's just not viable and not fair. So it is important we put some effort into this because we can run our business without really mastering this. But what inevitably happens is we spend our time putting out fires We are constantly juggling. Nothing ever seems to sort of flow smoothly. There's stress. There's sleepless nights. There's constantly doubting and second-guessing ourselves. So whilst we might get it done, to me that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. I don't know because I've learnt it firsthand how that works. One of my, I guess, learnings that I had to make was around saying no to staff and and setting boundaries. Um, In fact, I shared this story just earlier today at the time of recording this podcast on a group that I was presenting to that I happened to have a business and then have children. And then, so I would bring my kids into the office because it was my business and I couldn't just not be there. 
And my staff started doing the same thing, thinking it was just common and okay. And I, it, it took me a long time to say, actually, no, you can't be doing that. You're here to work. So that's one of the things I had to learn. And we all have to learn different things, whether it's having those difficult conversations, setting boundaries, communicating, because our team can't read our mind. It's important to work on because it makes everything else about business a whole lot easier. So what are the biggest challenges that I see people face? What are the most common challenges that I see people face when it comes to mastering this game? There's many. I could name many, actually, but I want to give you just the top highlight ones that I do see over and over again. The first is thinking that they have to say yes to their team for everything all the time. So this living in fear that our business is entirely reliant on the people that we have right now and that they are completely indispensable and that no one else could possibly do the job. The sooner you start looking at the job more than the person, you'll realize that actually someone else could do that job. And whilst we want to look after great people and not lose great people, not at our own detriment. We don't have to say yes to everything if it doesn't work for us, if it doesn't make financial sense for us, if it doesn't work for the business. We, when we do that, when we're constantly saying yes to people all the time, we build an element of resentment. Now, if you've ever felt that, felt that way about one of your team members, you'll know what I mean. You're internally angry and resentful because they've asked for something and because you've said yes. You're resentful at them asking, but you said yes. So that's definitely one of the biggest challenges that I see people face. Another is that they have this misconception that they have clearly articulated exactly what they were thinking and exactly what they were wanting to every single member of the team. And so why aren't they doing what I want them to do? I don't know whether you've ever felt like that where you're just like, why aren't they doing what I want them to do? It's because they haven't understood the direction. Maybe it hasn't been clear. Maybe it's been lost in translation. Maybe what you think is common sense is actually not common sense. And again, frustration builds in these scenarios. You'll find with a lot of these scenarios, frustration builds. And you end up micromanaging, being really angry a lot of the time, thinking that the problem's them, where sometimes the problem is actually us or you, that you haven't communicated clearly what it is that you're expecting and what it is that you need to see. And the other common, common thing I see is an expectations issue. I love this line from the Jim Blossoms song, Hey Jealousy, if you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. Now, there, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have solid, reasonable, high expectations of your team. But you have to have realistic expectations. And when we, the most common one I hear is, I just want someone to treat the business like I do. Newsflash, it's not their business. They're not going to treat it like you do. And the more you expect them to do that, you're putting an unrealistic expectation on them. And you need to drop that because if they treated this like their business, they'd be in business for themselves. I had this conversation with people a lot about, I'm worried that this person that I'm hiring is going to go out on their own. And I remind them that you and I both know being in business is not the same as being good at your job. And being in business is hard. There's lots of stuff to do. 
there isn't a clock off time. There isn't, I'm just going to take that income. You, your client hasn't paid, you're not getting paid. So not everyone's made to be in business. And that's great because we need good employees. If everyone was great at being in business, we couldn't find staff. But having an expectation that they're the same as us or going to be the same as us or going to treat the business like we do, that's not how we need to approach our team. These are just some of the challenges that I see business owners and leaders in small businesses face over and over and over again. See if any of those resonate with you or maybe you're immediately thinking of other challenges that you um, are facing and you're thinking, oh, this is, is this me? Is it them? Am I going crazy here? If you, I'd actually really love to hear if you're thinking about other challenges that are really resonating with you as you're listening to this, just pop me an email. Hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. But those are the kind of challenges that I see often and regularly with business owners. So what quick tips can I give you today to help you start to think about mastering this mental game of being the boss, to take back control of your team and your business? I've got three really good ones for you. The first is to build in some self-awareness. Now, I know we don't like to think that we're not self-aware and some of us are exceptionally self-aware, but most of us don't either understand or aren't able to articulate what our innate management style, our leadership style is, what type of boss are we, what are we really good at when it comes to this kind of work, and what do we need to do a little work at? Now, one of the ways that I love to shine some self-awareness onto things is using psychometric assessments. It's part of what we do in the Power Boss program. We do a profile of your natural work and leadership style because it is a foundation piece of creating some self-awareness. And it gives us some language that we can use around our self-awareness. I know that when I'm leading a team of people, I'll be direct. I'll be honest, sometimes brutally. I'll expect high pace, high intensity. I'm not so great at those side nurturing conversations, the social for the sake of being social conversations, that's that's a bit of a weak spot, a bit of a blind spot for me, but it is very important to some people on a team. And my self-awareness about that not being a default means I can consciously build that in to that project that I'm running or that team that I'm dealing with, and I can understand who that's important to and make sure I give them that connection because that will be really important for some of your team. So creating some self-awareness, go and do an online assessment, ask people around you, what are your strengths and weaknesses as a leader? And be prepared to really sit with that. I know it's uncomfortable for people to say, well, you really are terrible at this thing or "Mm, not your strong point, but we're, we're not all strong at everything. We've all got areas that we're not so great at and that's okay. That's totally okay. The more we're aware of it though, the more we can consciously fill that gap or get other people to fill that gap for us. So get some self-awareness. I cannot tell you the light bulb that this creates when I'm working with people in the Power Boss program about going, oh, right, that's why they frustrate me because that's what they need and that's not what I think they need. just creates this whole level of awareness. And that's what leads me on to my second tip, and that is getting to know your individual team members better. 
I don't mean just the surface stuff. Yeah, you know, you've got they've got two kids and a dog and live in this suburb or whatever the case is. I mean intrinsically getting to know them better. What motivates them? What's important to them? What is their natural work style? What is their communication style? What do they need from you as a leader? Now, this can take a bit of work. It can take a bit of time and it can require some honest conversations or some work to understand them better. And sometimes if you've never tried to understand your people, when you first go to have a conversation with them to try and, you know, build this gap of knowledge, it can feel a little clunky and it can feel a little awkward and weird, but just get started. What's important to them personally and professionally this year? What are they motivated by? Would they rather money or gifts as a reward? Getting to know them. Do they, if you ask them to get up in a meeting and speak off the cuff, would they want to crawl into a corner and cry? Or do they think that's the most exciting thing they've ever heard? Are they an extrovert or are they an introvert is what that answer is telling you. Getting to know them better. What are they passionate about? What projects do they want to work on? What type of work do they want to be doing? Once you have that knowledge, that knowledge becomes power. You can then talk to them, communicate with them in a way that meets them where they are. You can align things with their um, intentions and their values for the year. You're going to get a whole lot more out of them the more you know them and don't treat them just as a robot working in your business. And my third tip, and this is a biggie, get clear on setting boundaries and expectations and be willing to uphold them. One of my favorite quotes, and I would have mentioned it a gazillion times on the podcast, is you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. If you are putting up with things that aren't what you want in your workplace, you are encouraging that behavior to continue. And boundary setting is one of the biggest challenges I see business owners face because we want to be nice. We want to say yes. We don't want to feel like we're micromanaging. And what ends up happening when we don't get clear on our boundaries and uphold them is our team end up running the race, not us. Our team are in control of our business, not us. And that's not what I want for any of you. So my three top tips, build your self-awareness, get to know your team members individually better and get clear on your boundaries and expectations and be willing to uphold them. So I hope that's been a useful chat today and starting to unpack for you this art of mastering the mental game of being the boss in your business. I know that it's not the favorite thing that you think you want to work on. I know that for many of you, it's a massive challenge and you are constantly second guessing yourself, wondering whether you've made the right call, um, wishing you had someone to bounce those ideas off or wondering whether you need to do something else. Is Is this a you or a them problem? So I've shared some challenges. I've given you my top tips and hopefully that's got the cogs turning and got you thinking. Now, I want to remind you, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if this is resonating with you, if this mastering the mental game of being the boss is something you feel is a bit of a challenge and you'd like to do some work on, I have a limited number of spaces available in my private coaching program, the Power Boss Program. If you're interested and you want to know more, just email me, hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. Let me know you're interested and let's chat and see if it's right for you.
That is it for me for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to chatting to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast.